everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Unto Folly podcast, the only podcast that's chock full of fiber. I'm Alejandro. And I'm Ivan. And we're here in front of a live audience. Live audience, baby. A live audience. Um, not really. We're not. We're just in a room. We're just in a room. <laughs> yeah, it's just us. It's just us. But I mean, live audience because uh, church triumphant. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, I mean, come in. For come, sure. We got, we got spectators. You know what I'm saying? Oh, always. Um. But yeah, we've been a little bit of hiatus, uh, but we're back. We're back again. To be fair, to be fair, we did try. To be fair, we did try. We totally recorded an episode, which I thought was a really good episode. I think, yeah, I don't. What did we talk about? I don't know, but I remember I was just like, "Man, this is a good episode." Yeah, 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 something like that. We were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's good and stuff." Then the audio was ridiculous. Yeah, well, I forgot the SD card, <sighs> but we still have it somewhere. We just need to. Fix it. Yeah, someone, someone will figure it out. Somebody will just send it to uh, management. Mm-hmm. And, uh, production. Give, yeah, we'll send it to production. <laughs> or Alejandro. And um, yeah, but we're back again. And, you know, we're mixing it up. We're actually going to be doing an album review. <gasps> <laughs> an album review. We're going to be, a well, semi-album review, album review, album discussion. We're going to be talking about Kendrick's new ish album um mr morale and the big steppers uh we're gonna talk about you know how this ties into our faith but because of that you already know we got to give you some bars some bars bars i mean how are we gonna make an album review without giving you some bars some bars so we're gonna have to do it to him it might not be good but it's not about being good it's about it's about freestyle, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, 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 uh, uh. Hey, um, hey, uh. Just so you know, straight off the top, I come through, Alejandro never had to drop. No mixtape, come through a bar, been great. I don't know, you could call me that sensei. Uh, I ain't never made no writings. Come through, never had no freaking pot to piss in. Alejandro do that kung fu, that one, two, boy. Uh, I'm about to go off the top. I don't know what you got, Ivan. Come through, I don't know, I'm just high diving. Yeah, hey, yeah, off the backboard. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't a rapper, but I've been here. Uh, I've been here with a big old beard. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I've been been, <laughs> I've been been having, I've been been having all this swag. I've been having all this on my lap. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here with the bars, I take you to Mars. Mm, uh, that's out of space. in my car. Mm. I take you to a bar. Hey, they call me Dr. Seuss. I hit him with that noose. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, like I'm a rapper, uh, hey. put it on a clapper, mm. yeah, yeah, where you at, hey. Alejandro uh. with a bat, ooh, uh, where you at, okay, 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 I got the bat like I'm Jackie, I come through, I got the whole flak Jackie, got that bulletproof like it's Kevlar, I come through, I don't know, uh, I don't know, I don't know, really rhymes, I come through. Bars. Bars. <laughs> Y'all already know what it is, I won't come as soon. Going crazy, going crazy on the mic. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Cedric for the beats. Yep, Shreds. Shout out to Shreds for the beats. Shreds made the beat. That being said, my heart rate's up. <laughs> my heart rate is up. We're drinking coffee. I got halfway through some caffeine. Um, whole way through some freestyle. What's been going on in life, Ivan? Oh, man. I, I mentioned this in the episode that we couldn't figure out 
the audio on, but I started barber school. Yeah. Um, cutting hair. Uh, trying to be the greatest to ever do it, you know, the mm. goat. Ash Ketchum of hair? A, yeah, Ash Ketchum of hair. I just mm. said Ash You want to catch all the fades. Yeah, all the fades. Yeah, catch mm. all the fades. <laughs> uh, but it's been cool, man. Like, you know, the, the guys out there are really dope. I'm still over at St. Anthony's. Uh, we're doing some dope stuff. We started a men's group at St. Anthony's. Uh, that's been super, super fun. All the guys are super dope. Uh, it really feels like we're starting to kind of build, like, um, you know, brotherhood. And so, uh, man, it's been a huge blessing. Um, but, yeah, what about you, man? Um, what have I been doing? So I, uh, I'm i done working at the Newman Center. Mm. So it's just kind of a clean end of an before. era. End of an era because um, the new fiscal year started in July. So it's just easier if I kind of phased out. Um, and it's been, it's been interesting, just kind of the, the huge schedule change. Um, I just work at the distillery now, which is mostly weekends. And so that's been, um, that's been fun. Uh, it's been a while since I've worked like only like a secular job. And so that's, that transition has been really interesting learning a lot. And I'm like, man, some of this stuff is so cool. Um, and just, yeah, just, you know, kind of creating an experience for people that's unique is, is super fun. Uh, so that's been fun. Um, what else? Yeah. I'm just kind of, you know, preparing my life to. Move to the good old North Dakota. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of scary. And then, uh, <laughs> I look, I look at like how much stuff I have still, and I'm like, well, this has got to go. So, yeah, if anybody wants to buy any stuff, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, what are you selling? What am I selling? I'm trying to sell my uh, my keyboard, piano, mm. keyboard piano. That's pretty nice. The whole stand and everything. I'm trying to sell that. Uh, just I just have like a bunch of miscellaneous stuff, and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna take all this. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of what's been going on. It's been it's been pretty chill. Um, yeah, nothing too wild. Learning a lot about rum and just bar stuff. It's really cool. But uh, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, we're gonna be doing an album review slash discussion on Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. You already know it's a world premiere. Uh, before that. Um, I don't know. I think hip hop has been like a pretty formative for both of us. So we just kind of like briefly touch on like yeah. what, um, like if you grew up with it, how, like how did that impact your life? How much hip hop do you consume? Blah blah blah. Just yeah, yeah. kind of briefly. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Growing up, like hip hop was like that was, you know, that was the the thing, right? Like hundred percent. Yeah, that was that was like all I listened to ever. Um, that and, you know, R&B, but I feel like they kind of go hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like, I remember, like, watching, like, like the Step Up movies or, like, the Stop the Yard <laughs> movies, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, man, these people are so freaking cool, and I was just, like, I would, like, I would see the movies, and I'd try to, like, practice the dance moves, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, if anyone ever pulled up on me... You had to. And, you know, challenged me to a dance battle, like, I had to be ready, you know? I was be ready to stomp the was, yard. Yeah, bro, I was going to be out here looking like a like, like a buster, you know, know what I'm saying? you're not going to let your homie die, bro. Exactly. They shot Chris Brown. Oh, man, R.I.P. Chris Brown. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, eventually, like, I kind of, like, rather than just kind of, like, you know, the super, f- like, official side, I guess, of hip-hop, mm-hmm. once I started to, to you know, get older, I, you know, I really started to appreciate it, you know, as an art. Um, and, uh, I really began to enjoy a lot of, uh, artists that really like kind of, you know, went, went deep into it. Yeah. Um, and I think a part of me kind of like turned into like those like old heads, 
Yeah. Where they're just like, ah, rap, rap music ain't the same no more. It's mumble rap. Yeah, it's just like, I remember back in my day. We used to talk about, how my name is in, am I here to say? <laughs> <laughs> Every day. But like, I really, I really began to enjoy people like, um, you know, J. Cole, um, uh, you know, uh, I really enjoyed Common. I really enjoyed, um, uh, I don't know if you, uh, Immortal Technique. You really, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. really enjoyed Immortal Technique. Um, I began to appreciate, like, you know, the, the fathers of, of hip hop. Um, uh, and just kind of like the the ability to express themselves in, in a very artistic way. Uh, and of course, Kendrick Lamar, who we're, we're reviewing uh, today is a, a big like like influence of that right mm-hmm. um i know i know he's not you know a, a catholic figure or anything but yeah. I, I really have come to appreciate his music and and you know the way he writes and the way he mm-hmm. he takes things and, and expresses himself in this artistic form um so yeah i that's so yeah um yeah for me i think a lot of the same like i grew up with hip-hop and r&b um, being like the youngest sibling, my older sibling was a super into uh, hip hop and R&B. So I, I grew up listening to all like the old school stuff. Um, probably stuff I shouldn't have been listening to as a child. You That's know fair. what I'm saying? The first the first album I ever remember like me actually listening to as like a seven year old was um, the Marshall Mathers LP. Mm. It's just not good for a child, but <laughs> it was banging. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. That album was banging. And uh, I don't know, something about it, like, because your older siblings thought it was cool. And then as I got a little bit older, you know, middle school, high school, started to, like, pursue, like, different, you know, types of rap, different types of hip-hop and stuff like that. Went through, like, a very, I went through, like, a like an anti, like, I don't know, like, anti, like, pop rap mm-hmm. phase. And so I listened to, like, some, like, obscure rappers that some of them weren't really that good um and i don't really remember the names of them now so yeah because i kind of fell off but um drake i mean old school drake like take care was very formative for me mm-hmm. i think i think it was for everybody i think that was kind of like a right. an interesting point in both hip-hop and r&b yeah and we're like oh cool um kendrick lamar has probably been the rapper that i've listened to the most and have been most invested in like the f- so like I was like oh, okay yeah rap is cool but then uh, I listened to, like Good Kid Mad City mm-hmm. and that was like the the first album ever in my life that I actually like like that was the entertainment as I sat and listened to yeah. it yeah um, and I was like what the heck this is crazy yeah like, this is so cool like this narrative that he is you know yeah. doing and after that I just kind of got super into it um, I, I really love Good Kid Mad City I also like um, other album that I think of is Ghostface Killers, mm-hmm. like Twelve Reasons to Die, mm-hmm. but it's 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 so cool because it's like it's literally none of it's true, but it's like this mafia character, yeah, who ends up getting like killed and comes back to life. He gets printed in like vinyl tapes, I don't know, like vinyls or something. Yeah. Somehow comes back to life as Ghostface Killer <laughs> and like starts just seeking his revenge. You know, he gets betrayed by his woman, seeking revenge on these other on the Delucas. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? and it's super cool. It's like who thought of this? Like, rap is is such a cool form of like mm-hmm. art and storytelling. And obviously, Kendrick Lamar did it as well of like his um, Black Panther album, which I will argue is better than the movie. I think. 
Kendrick's portrayal of the characters are more sophisticated than they were in the movie. Mm, that's an honestly. interesting take, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly. And so, but yeah, I think it's such a cool art form. Um, and I don't know, I realize that it, it in many ways, like, has a lot of Christian truth in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, because anything that is true is Catholic because mm-hmm. Jesus is truth itself. So Yeah, even though it might not explicitly right. promote itself as such. <laughs> right, right. Which has also always been kind of cool to kind of see those those little nuggets of of mm-hmm. undeniable truth that just naturally the human heart yeah. seeks and longs for. Yeah. And you know, I I was actually in my RCIA class and one of my uh candidates brought this up. He's a huge um uh, G.K. Chesterton, J- Chesterton and, and C.S. Lewis guy. Mm-hmm. And I forget which one of them said it, but he brought up that it's just like, the world doesn't need more uh, Christian books. Um, they need more Christian authors. Mm, yeah. Uh, and this is like the idea of just like, you know, you you take like like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, was it Tolkien that, you know, uh, wrote these things? And, and even though yeah. like there was no explicit, uh, you know, promotion of of christianity Mm -hmm. in it yeah i mean these books are are books that like you know ended up changing people's lives right yeah uh and so like you know and and we've talked about it this a lot like we hate christian music like yeah it's the corniest thing yeah in the the world right it's evolved a lot but mm, yeah 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 but i really enjoy that quote because it's so true like to Mm -hmm. be able to express the love of god in a way that isn't, you know, superficial, but in a way that, that just makes sense, that yeah. connects to, like, to our innermost being. Uh, and I think these hip-hop artists, especially, like, someone like Kendrick Lamar is, mm-hmm. is able to do that, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, Kendrick has never... I think this is probably his most um, revealing album where he just will... Well, he, he, in many ways, he has revealed, like, his belief system. Yeah. And he's, in other times, he's kind of alluded to, like, he's Christian. There's, like, Christian themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we see that, like, he's semi-Christian, but very much a believer in what Eckhart Tolle teaches, yeah. which is, like, kind of New Age-ish. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like he's... It seems like there's other factors, right, in his belief. Like, still very yeah. much a it lot of Christian. Right. It feels like he can't really fully subscribe to one thing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like he's he's been... he's he, And I think Kendrick's a master at this, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's able to take his experiences and reflect on it and just be like, well, I don't have the answer, but, like, this is what I've got so far. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is always difficult. I mm-hmm. think just for the, the average listener, because you want, you want the answer. You want mm-hmm. like, okay, I can categorize this person as this, mm-hmm. this is a Christian rapper. Right. Um, uh, and I think it's just really interesting. I think it's really cool. And, um, it definitely took at least for me to like mature as a listener and not desire the artist that I'm listening to be in a certain box. Yeah. Um, and so that's really cool, but let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just kind of off, just initial thoughts, initial thoughts, like when you first listened to it, um, yeah. Well, I mean, initial thoughts, I was like, this is Kendrick, you know, like this is his style. This is, I mean, he, but the, the cool thing about him too, though, is that he always, oh my gosh, 
Let's the, go. The, the cool thing about Kendrick is like there's always some kind of evolution, right? Yeah. And like you know, you see that even in the same sense where he kind of like changes his name, you know, from Kendrick to K dot or K dot to Kendrick to Cornrow Kenny to Kung Fu Kenny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, this is a a very um, kind of new and enlightened Kendrick, mm-hmm. um, and he he's trying to portray that through his music. Um, I, I, you know, we mentioned it's like, I'm a fan of Kendrick, right? Mm-hmm. But his music is something that you don't just listen to and just be like, yeah, cool. Like, it's something that, yeah. like, you have to actually sit with it yeah, yeah, yeah. to really appreciate it, um, which is tough because uh, people don't, people don't, they don't do that, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, if you, you, if you even take it back to, like, classical music, like, this is something that, you know, you would pay a lot of money mm-hmm. to go sit there and actually enjoy the experience yeah um and especially now like with just how easy it is to access music it's not really about that anymore it's just about having like something to vibe to and right just having that background noise right 100%. But, but kendrick like he doesn't do that mm-hmm. on in all honesty um and so like it's something you got to sit with and be like okay like look at the lyrics uh what's going on mm-hmm. um and the way that that he you know attacks a lot of these songs um shows a lot of just maturity mm-hmm. that he's he's kind of gone through right yeah this idea of a continuous um continuous growth and continuous evolution uh so i mean i i loved it uh you know i don't think a lot of people did um oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know i was just like this is like this is interesting like in the same way that you read like a good book or something that like this is what this album felt to me mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think initial thoughts um one thing that i've always respected is how kendrick can completely change his sound but you know that it's like kendrick yeah. like that in many ways he's kind of on the cutting edge of like what is popular but also it's something like new Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this album might be like one of the ones that aren't going to be like, it's really not going to be on the radio that much aside from like maybe N95 or Die Hard. Yeah. But even then I think he's, he's such a master in like, even then the, the radio where they, well, especially Die Hard, I think you're going to hear Die Hard. Like you have heard Die Hard a lot. Right. Um, uh, there's still like the nuggets of the storytelling and nuggets of like, you know, do you see the God in me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope, th- I hope you see the God in me. Um, that even then, like, and he's always done this too, like swimming pools as well. Like right. I kind of think of that song too, is like, you think it, that's like a party song. It's actually a song about alcoholism. Yeah. Right. And it's a, and it's funny because in many ways he kind of, he, he he's kind of like, um, he's very subtle. Yeah, yeah, he's subtle, and in many ways, it kind of exposes the culture that, like, kind of what you were saying that we don't really listen to things, listen to things for like their substance yeah. or to actually invest in them, but just as background music. Right. It's as if like you know someone wrote a song about like the difficulty of like their grandmother dying, mm-hmm. but they did it in a way where it sounds like it could be like a song like in a club, right? Yeah. And it kind of exposes like exposes this um, culture of like like dormantism like the people are just like kind of asleep mm-hmm. you know and don't really actually see the reality of things mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> or even like n95 as well it's mm-hmm. like you know it's kind of one of the bangers on the album um but again it's like you know take off the foo-foo take off you know, take off the wi-fi you know and it's this idea of like like 
unmasking yourself like take off all of these things that you say that you have and what do you actually have mm -hmm. right <laughs> it's, it's blatantly making fun of the culture right? yeah but yeah like we'll listen to it right the average hip-hop listener will listen to it and be like man this is a banger i don't know about the average hip-hop listener but the average just right you know um person in the culture will be like this is a banger put it on you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um but initial thoughts i was like man so different sounding there's so much going on um i do think it's a lot more it wasn't like as formless as like um uh, what what's the name of it's like really jazz one i can't remember oh uh to pip a butterfly to pip a butterfly yeah. like that one was a lot more abstract right i think this one's a lot more straightforward and it's definitely not as radio you know, is that catering to like radio mm -hmm. plays kind of in the same way that Dam was, which Dam right. was, but again, he was kind of doing the same thing. Right. It was like, you know, in many ways, a lot of these songs were about something yeah. much more serious, but they sounded good. And so yeah, they get yeah. radio play. Um, so that's, that was kind of my initial thought. And at first listen, I was, I kind of, I wasn't wooed that much. First listen, I was like, mm, okay, like it's okay. Um, but then after I started to spend a lot more time with it, I was like, oh, this he's talking about like. Yeah, yeah like each like, song is something very serious. Yeah. I'm like, wow, he's um, uh, the entire album, in a sense, is kind of this conversion. Right. In many ways, it's kind of his most personal album. Yeah. He's blatantly talking about the stuff that is happening and he's wrestling with. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, wow. Huh. It's a very vulnerable and transparent album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did kind of struggle with a lot of the Eckhart Tolle, Tolle stuff. I was like, mm. um, but again, I think he kind of, he, it's not like oversaturated with it. Obviously mm -hmm. it influenced kind of this idea of like trauma and, and all that stuff, but, um, and only, and, and there's really no way for us to know like how much of his full his like worldview is molded by mm -hmm. that. But I also have this huge bias. I'm very anti anything <laughs> new age. Fair enough. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Those are kind of initial thoughts. Any other? No. Cool. So, uh, just kind of a brief, I kind of boiled it down to like five turning points. I'm just kind of go, I'm just going to like go through them really quick. And then if you have any like things to mention or commentary or anything, we'll get into that. But, mm -hmm. um, kind of the, the key turning points, I think in this album, um, we open up, uh, it's with, you know, uh, the, the hook is like, I, I grieve different, you know, this idea of like, we see Kendrick either talking about himself or the culture, um, resorts to all kinds of different things to cope with mm -hmm. grief. Right. And it could be grief of actual, like losing a loved one, um, yeah. or of just being unsatisfied, right. Or just any type of like sadness, hopelessness, um, and talks about all these different like vices, mm -hmm that um he uses to cope or people use to cope with the pain um then it kind of goes into this like acknowledgement of his like trauma right and the song like father time or mr morale um and is father time the one that's like uh no chaser need no chaser mm. except with samfa 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 uh but again he, he's like talking seinfeld Sa seinfeld samfa <laughs> samfa um <clears throat> but again, he's talking about, he's like acknowledging like he has his trauma, like he's just like his father, right? Mm -hmm. um, and kind of the hook of, of one of those songs is like, um, just like his dad, he he drinks some hard liquor neat, no chaser. And this is kind of like a reflection of like, okay, he does this just like his father. Yeah. Um, and he does all these other things just like his father did too. 
uh, again, he's acknowledging kind of this trauma um, and realizing, you know, oh, shoot, like I, I, there's all this stuff that I need to address. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of goes into, it seems like, so songs like We Cry Together, Auntie Diaries, Silent Hill, um, in many ways kind of seemed to me kind of the common thread was like the results of that trauma, like the result of sin pretty much mm-hmm. because we get, we cry together, which is um, probably the hardest listen on the album. It's literally like this couple like arguing with each other. Right. And it's the, very real. We cry together. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's funny cause it's not really, well, it is a song, right? Yeah. But like, it's, it's literally like, it's literally an argument. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it was when I first listened to it, like, I was taken aback at how real it felt. Well, yeah. but it was still music. Right. And you get like this interesting, like, like the instrumental is also very interesting, like very, uh, very like to pimp a butterfly, like kind of chaotic, kind of like jazz. Um, but it ties in perfectly to this argument, right. That's unfolding. And then this making up. Um, but again, you get these two wounded people and the results of their woundedness, the result of their sin, the result of their some of their trauma being lived out. Mm hmm. And um, them living out of this woundedness. And then obviously Auntie Diaries, it talks about um, um, uh, uh, I can't think. <laughs> uh, well, I can't think of any words right now. It talks about like, you know, being trans, about yeah. his auntie being trans. Right. I don't know why I couldn't. Um, uh, anyways, but I, yeah, which was also really interesting, right? Um, in many ways, kind of... Uh, seemed to me the comment that was like, what are the results of this brokenness? When we live out of this brokenness, when we live out of this uh, trauma, it reveals itself and it's lived out in a variety of different ways, right? Um, Silent Hill, I don't remember what's on that song, but I trust my notes. So yeah, that's kind of the the one of the key points there. And then it kind of goes into this conscious decision of Kendrick wanting to turn away from essentially sin right and and like trauma he addresses like his like sexual addiction and stuff like that um and to want to break the cycle which we see it in like mr morale and especially mother i sober um where like he's finally experiencing his trauma because he's sober whether sober off of like um uh like alcohol or drugs or even like an addiction to sex right and it's like you're for the first time you're actually feeling the pain when you're sober uh, and this decision to want to turn away from that and make a change for the better, for especially for his family and for like future generations, right? And so the last point is kind of the this breakthrough, right, where this cycle is broken and quite literally says like you've broken the cycle or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, this repeated um, brokenness and trauma that continues to repeat like among generations. Um, but still it seems like the culture continues to kind of pull back, like trying to like attempt to pull him back into this like slavery. Right. We see that both in mother I sober also in, in mirror. Um, and this idea how like virtue needs to begin with himself. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and and countless places in the album talks about like thoughts and prayers work much better when they're not on your timeline. Right. Or, um, there was this uh, instance with, um, like, Black Lives Matter stuff where No Name, I think, was calling him out and saying, like, Kendrick, you have to, like, say something about it. And he was like, well, you have no idea what I'm doing about it, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if I want to make a change in the world, I need to address the brokenness in my own self. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, that's very much true. And um, there's also this desire to help others that are falling into the lie of the mm-hmm. culture, which is the end of the album, which is the heart part five. Which, yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy because um, 
we see if you ever seen if you haven't seen the music video like it's it's kind of powerful yeah um especially with um his name nipsey hustle nipsey hustle nipsey hustle being killed um and yeah i don't know just kind of the stuff that he's he's talking about this this cycle of violence um, mm-hmm. that gets portrayed in hip hop and just this this lifestyle that gets promoted in hip hop to young people who don't know any different and try to live this out and just like these cycles the cycle of brokenness just continues to repeat and repeat in in these generations uh in many ways like he i think he talks about especially like the the black communities but i mean any any community right mm. um but yeah that's kind of a brief overview of all kind of the key points um yes any thoughts? Yeah, I think another thing, uh, just kind of on top of that, is, uh, I mean, the idea of family, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, throughout the album, um, Kendrick kind of hints at, like, you know, his his unfaithfulness to his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, even if you look at the cover art, right? Like, it's a picture of, you know, him, yeah. you know, a woman, two kids. Uh, but, like, they're, like, separate like they, they like it's not like a like a yeah a happy like family photo right? right um they're like in this bedroom apartment and it kind of gives this idea of like like feeling trapped um and mm-hmm. of course in it he's you know he's wearing a crown of thorns mm-hmm. um which i mean you could dissect that all you want right yeah um but you know in um what was it uh um shoot in um, uh, United Grief, yeah, uh, there's a section there where he says, um, "A man in his feelings with bitter nerve. What is a woman that really hurt? A demon. You're better off killing her." Uh, and so, like, it's kind of like this idea of like, you know, in a sense, like, like. Kendrick's saying is just like he he kind of views his wife as like a demon that needs to be killed off, mm. um, but I think the reality is is um seeing the the pain in his in his wife is is the manifestation of of his own brokenness right of his yeah. inability to be faithful, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I mean I can easily translate that with with my relationship with God right like that yeah. constant failure that I have uh, mm-hmm. of not being able to be faithful to Him, um, and I think like there's a a part. Of, of everyone that when, when they continue to fail somebody uh, and I think you, you see this a lot in um, people who are addicts, like the best thing to do is just cut these people out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you become so overwhelmed with your own brokenness, uh, especially when in, ter- in terms of the relationship with God, um, the, the easy solution is just to say like, well, there is no God. And like yeah. my truth is my truth. Right. Right. Um, and you kind of throw all accountability in kind of out of the window with right right like they basically like there's no rules at this point just kind of like do what makes you happy Mm -hmm. um and uh you kind of see this this inner struggling like this inner grief uh throughout this entire album right and you even mentioned the you know the song we cry together was that argument um Mm -hmm. and just like that raw uncut emotion that is is like let loose in this song Mm -hmm. um because in a sense that you can even argue like it's not even so much like Kendrick arguing with a significant other, but it's this idea of like these voices in his head constantly like kind of putting him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we, you know, as Catholics, we say like that's that's the voice of the enemy. 
Right. You know, um, and our our reaction oftentimes is is uh, not a holy reaction. Right. Um, and uh, but man, like the the raw like sorrow that is like woven in through this entire album mm -hmm. uh, is something that's just so relatable. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of like one of the, one of the reasons why I appreciate this album so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I also think of the, in many ways he kind of indirectly talks about kind of the dynamic of men and women, mm -hmm. um, when there's so much brokenness. Yeah. Right. When I, when I listen to, we cry together, like there very much is this image of, of the fall of Adam and Eve. Like, obviously, like, you, you could only have imagined um, the fall of an Adam and Eve and kind of this this spirit of trying to hurt each other, right, mm. and blaming each other um, because you're in this situation and how that, that continues to be lived out, like, with relationships between men and women. Um, and I just thought that was so interesting um, because we see, like, the, the way that brokenness is lived out in mm -hmm. in men as well as in women, which is very particular and how the, the man kind of seeks to run away, mm. right? Um, to run away from difficulty or we get this kind of this, this cycle of like uh, men because we don't want to offend or like we just don't want to address something. Yeah. Either we're quiet or we run away. We find some sort of escapism, right? right. Uh, to escape from the situation. And we're just like not responsive. And so women take that not responsiveness in as like you don't care. And so um, a lot of times um, women kind of that is lived out in the way that like um, like through like hurtful words mm. and stuff like that. And like obviously there's a little bit of both in, in, mm. in either or. But we kind of see that a lot of like um, she's saying these like hurtful things um while he and his actions has shown that he's no longer invested in this thing yeah. right she brings up him cheating she brings up um all this stuff and um yeah and i thought that was really interesting i'm like wow in many ways like that is very christian because it speaks to the fall of adam and eve mm. and what what are the waves of this original sin right yeah. this broken nature that we've inherited yeah um and how in many ways we need this conscious decision and something outside of ourselves to overcome that mm. right and i think uh, and i love um the song purple hearts i i i really love a lot and i think ghostface killer has this really christian verse on it and it's like crying at the feet of jesus right yeah, yeah. like anointing the feet of jesus and he quite literally like paints that image um and the idea of purple hearts right this purple heart is an it's a medal you get for mm. like sacrifice right. essentially right, right. um how Christian that is of mm -hmm. like your reward is like you will get your life when you lay it down. Yeah. Um, that paradox. And in many ways you, in a sense have to die in order to take up this new life in mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what conversion is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And also the album cover, like there's a lot kind of going on there. There's like, you get this image of this family that one, the apartment is like, dilapidated like mm -hmm. it's kind of messed up you like there's something like imperfect already about it you see that he has like a gun on his hip um which there's a lot kind of going on there whether like he 
feels like he needs to protect himself and but there is kind of this this also weakness to it right and um, i think i think the the cool thing about that is that the gun is facing away from, from the, the side of the wife mm-hmm. right yeah 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 and again the crown of thorns right which talks i mean the song savior he very much addresses it like he in a sense is wearing this crown but it is also telling the culture that like i'm not your savior like i'm not i'm not the savior for like this group of people or this community mm. like um salvation cannot be found in an individual yeah right yeah um and he he goes through like <laughs> uh like future said get a money counter but he is not your savior <laughs> um and, and just all these like rappers that um the culture looks up to and sees as like their like that's that's the person that's you know right doing it for them right um but there's like no 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 like that's salvation is not found in that and how true that is um so yeah i don't know i I, is there any one any other comments on on that i just want to kind of emphasize that the point that you brought up is this idea of um you know there's a there's a sense of of you know losing all kind of like I don't know what the word was like, like being no longer invested in the relationship. Right. Um, and I think this is like, this is the, the, the poison that kind of runs through, um, you know, uh, masculinity, this, Mm. this, uh, this kind of numbness, yeah. this, uh, this, this lack of zeal, this lack of drive. Mm -hmm. Um, cause honestly, like, I feel like that's something that I was even passed down to like, like from my father, like when things get difficult, you just kind of, shut down disappear right right um but man like to be a man is 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 to take action right right? to be to be responsible to 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 act in in any any given situation Mm -hmm. um and yeah like that that is something that you see in this album is just like this basically this desire to give up yeah um and uh i think that i think that's very powerful you know when you Mm. were explaining it uh, I just wanted to I just wanted to highlight that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we see kind of this conversion of Kendrick to like take up this masculine role and this mm-hmm. responsibility uh as a man to like lead his family. Yeah. Right. To make this decision of like I choose to not repeat this cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which is really powerful. Like I, I think um there's a lot that w- there's a lot of Christian truth in that. Um and yeah, hundred percent. Like there's this kind of this battle with apathy and it's like, well, it's just so easy to just fall back, just fall into sin. Just, yep. you know, yep. um, just indulge in the things that I have available. Um, because in a sense it, it, it kind of numbs the pain, but we see in mother, I sober for the first time he's experiencing this trauma at its fullest because he's no longer like, um, he's, he's no longer like blinded by, you know, what this addiction or anything right mm. and he's actually feeling the the fullness of that trauma and the waves that it has on his life and everything around him yeah um and i think in a sense like and a lot of kendrick's music is kind of full of this but um the results of sin or brokenness right mm. um even like since section 80 right we see like keisha song mm, right yeah, and how this right. um uh yeah like there's there's a story of like two women on there one who's one who is like a a prostitute and ends up getting murdered and this other one who um, was hurt so like really and badly by men and ends decides up to, to become a man yeah. yeah and decides to become a man or you know decides to um 
like become romantically involved with like the same sex yep. and and we see kind of what it what happens right the results of of that brokenness especially at the hands of men right which which is really really interesting i think um men have this potential to create so much to like initiate like healing in many ways but also to be some of the most hurtful things mm. in people's lives right we, whether like you know the just the cliche of daddy issues right? right and there isn't this giant cliche of like mommy issues right i mean you know can you have mommy issues yeah but there's something there's something particular about when your life is missing a father figure whether you're a man or a woman and how the trauma of that or having a a, a father figure that um just was not good for you. Yeah. Um, the trauma of that and how that's lived out is very, very specific. Mm. And I think um, we kind of know that as a, like uh, even the culture kind of recognizes that to some extent, mm-hmm. right. As a truth. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it, kinda, it definitely speaks on that. Are there any songs on the album that really spoke to you? Like if you had to boil it down to like one song, that's just kind of, not like your yeah. favorite one, but it's just like, was one of the most impactful honestly like i, I think we cry together that that argument one um because i think i think when you're in a relationship you know like the only way that relationship is going to be successful if, is if you're vulnerable right yeah. if you're like transparent and that can be very scary if if you're not ready to address a lot of these wounds in your life mm. um because if not like you're going to pretty much avoid you know, any kind of confrontation, any kind of, yeah. of, of this idea of coming together, even if it, it is kind of hashing it out like they do in, in that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes I feel like in my own relationship with God, like I, I, I struggle with that. I struggle with like even allowing myself to feel any kind of way. Right. You know, if it's not like gratitude or love, like I don't, I don't feel like I should bring that to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, uh, you know, God wants every part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to break this idea of, of needing to only bring these good parts. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in that song, like everything is pretty much put on the table. Right. Everything is just laid out there. And I feel like I, I really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's the reason why that song, and especially because it's just so different, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just, it's so unique in its own way um, yeah. that it just really stuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I would say the same song again wasn't my favorite, and it's probably and maybe it's maybe my least favorite. Like it's not one that I'm gonna listen to. Right, like right? you're not gonna like bump it um, in the car with your friends. Right, you know, like, right. Uh, yeah, memorize all the lyrics. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do but it at a talent show. As a talent show, <laughs> do it on do it for karaoke. Yeah. You know, um, but again, it, it just felt it felt like I was listening in, like I was like, I was intruding in somebody's like, yeah, like your relationship like fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm seeing their relationship fall apart. And I think when I think of it now, I, th- there's a, so many, so much that they just got right about yeah. that. That Kendrick got right about this, about the, the male and female dynamic when both were living out of their woundedness and just kind of the ways that they strike at each other. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think one of the reasons is because I like growing up in, in a broken family, um, and seeing like 
the ways that my my parents kind of like fell apart um there was a lot to that i was like oh yeah like 100 yeah. percent. like this is this is the way that this is lived out like there's a direct parallel right and, and which makes sense because sin is not new in the way that we the way that the sin manifests and the way that um yeah the way that we um the way that our lives are affected by sin haven't really changed that much mm. just in the history of people. Um, and and that's why I think that was one of the most impactful songs on the album for me and still just has so much, there's so much going on there. Like in the, th- in, if you were to analyze, like, what are they saying? Like, why, why are they saying this? Why are they saying this hurtful thing? What are they, what are they trying to say? Um, so that's kind of what I think of. Um, but, Yeah, and I think we we like somewhat kind of touch on this, but were there any, um, like was there any like Christian truth, um, like what like what were the nuggets of like Christian truth that you found like in the album, uh, whether in obviously the um, the album art or yeah, um, just the songs itself. Yeah, well, I think a, a big kind of um, idea was uh, the idea of kind of like redemptive suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously like we, we mentioned that there's like a lot of sorrow like woven through throughout this entire album. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the end, like we have this idea of, of just kind of breaking away from that chain, mm-hmm. breaking away from that cycle. Yeah. Um, and because there, there is an option for redemption, right? A mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of people don't want to come to terms with that, but, um, uh, the fact that Kendrick can actually like look at all the things that he's struggling with and be like, there's still a way out of this. Um, like is, is has to be, you know, grace, right. It has to be grace. Um, otherwise like we, we would be kind of stuck in this, in this trench, Mm -hmm. um, with no way out. Right. Yeah. And I would say, um, some of the same and especially how, I mean, this entire album is about conversion, right? Mm-hmm. It's this conversion of Kendrick yeah. um, to want to live a redeemed life, right? That's ultimately what it is. And I think some of the most compelling stories we've ever heard are stories of conversion, yeah. right? Of where you see the protagonist, oh, Team Alone, sorry. <laughs> um, where we see the protagonist choosing and running after um, this desire to 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 want something better, yeah, right. To choose to no longer be in slavery, to be in this darkness, um, and I think, um, yeah, I think blatantly that's that's what what sticks out to me in terms of Christian truth, but also kind of the struggle of it, right? I think some of those songs are some of the most vulnerable, and we and you hear like you he talks about his like childhood trauma and kind of the the stuff that's going on with his family. A lot of it's like difficult and and in many ways you feel kind of the difficulty of like conversion is not easy and if that same thing that you were saying about like transparency with god like if you want to be fully transparent with god then you need to be in many ways willing to experience that pain again Mm -hmm. in order to allow jesus into that to heal it um which which is a difficult thing uh, and again, kind of this idea of you have to die in order to take up this new life in Jesus. Yep. And sometimes that that death to the world and to sin, not sometimes, all the time, is very painful. Right. Um, 
And we see that. I think that's revealed um, and talked about and addressed like in the album, um, I think in a good way. As well, kind of the struggle after, right? I think um, it's very easy to, to see like, you know, after somebody's had a conversion, boom, their life got immediately better. Mm. But the reality is a sin continues to pull at you. You're still going to fall into sin at some point, right? right. You're not going to be perfect. Right. Um, and depending on, um, depending on like who you're around, depending on your life, like uh, it could become so easy to be wrapped up in it. And the truth is we live in a culture um, that doesn't necessarily want us to live lives of actual virtue. Uh, and he starts to see this and addresses it in the culture yeah. uh, where this culture of like uh, just indulge to self-indulgement uh, this, this culture of virtue signaling signaling of like um, doing things in order to appear that you are in some sort of way virtuous, as opposed to actually addressing those things in your life and yeah. actually yeah. living a redeemed life. Um, so a lot of that, I think um, stuck out to me. Um, and it's very true as, as I like, I, I continue to work at like a secular job. I realize how, how brokenness is lived out and how the, the biggest difference that I can make in a broken culture is to address the brokenness in my own self. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then to live and actually redeem life. Yeah. Um, because in the same way that, um, the waves of sin can be felt like in like everywhere, like in, in the lives of like the, in the lives of the people around us. Yeah. The waves of like a holy life can be felt even more so. Right. Right. I, I would argue. And, um, and, and that's such an interesting thing because I, and this has kind of been like a, a recent thing. I realized that a lot of the people that I work with are very much like, like peaks and valleys type people. Like mm. they're either in a really great mood or this is the worst day ever. Right. And you could just immediately tell. And I realized how much I took for granted kind of this stability that my my faith provides yeah. and um, my friends provide. Um, because at first, the initial was like, what the heck is wrong with this person? Like, let's slap them, you know? Uh, I'm not, I, didn't, I don't actually ever slap anybody, but <laughs> that's kind of my immediate thought. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, how are you, <laughs> like, what is, are you okay? Um but then I realized, like, man, I am in many ways so blessed with with having so much support in my faith. Right. And just the, the stability that a, a life rooted in Christ, not that I live my, not that I'm constant, not, not that there, are, there aren't moments in my life where I don't, you know, make Jesus my foundation, right? There are certain, definitely times where I'm completely distracted. But mm. um, even then, right, a life a Christian life provides so much stability. Um, and, and I, and I found that like, well, the best thing that I could do is just to continue to be this rock for them to show them that like, Hey, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and in, in many ways, there's just been a lot of conversation that has come out of that. Mm. Um, and just like good, just goodness, right? When I choose to actually like, um, when I choose to actually live a holy life and let that, you know, and not hide that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's well said. So, thoughts? Steve, thoughts? Mm, Steve? 
Steve, thoughts? No, I mean, I think, man, I, you know, I think, you know, I have to deal with a lot of people that are going through, through difficult things. Right. And, um, we often don't even recognize the fact that we, we need to suffer together. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But we, we often find ourselves alone, right? Mm. Uh, unseen, you know. But I think, like, if we truly want healing, yeah. if we truly want conversion and repentance, like, we have to be willing to be seen in this brokenness, in this sadness, yeah. in this grief. Um, and I think that's a, a major key that we have to, major key alert. Major, major DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled. <laughs> uh, that we need to take away from this, right? Is right. just to ask for the grace, to ask for the courage to be seen in our brokenness. Yeah. And I think that's an immense hope that we can get out of that. Because I think there, as, as with anything, like in, in, in talking about like difficult things, like there has to be, there has to be the hope for freedom, mm-hmm. right? And the reality is, is that freedom from trauma yeah. is possible. Yeah. And freedom from sin is possible mm-hmm. only through Jesus Christ. Um, and only through this decision to want to re- live a redeemed life. And I think right. the album speaks on that as well. Right. Um, but yeah, some hope for us. Some hope. There's always hope. There's always hope. Apart from that, we thank you so much for listening. If you like this, share it. You got some fat beats you want us to freestyle to? Fat beats. Um, send it to us. Eat fiber, drink water, and always act, act a, a fool. fool.